Floor Station. You live. Are we on? You live. Hi, everybody. I mean, yeah. This is Door Radio Land. We're here on the Uncensored Show. We have, we're going to be um, ending the month of March out with some beautiful Black entrepreneurs. We're going to be celebrating, what do they call it? Women History Month? But I call it just Women's Month. So we have five powerful um, Black women that's on here that's making um, a difference in their community. And they done started organizations and I'm going to um, be, well, I'm not going to introduce them. They're going to introduce themselves. So who wants to be the first person to introduce themselves and their organization and what motivated them to start the older, their, um, organization and everything? Well, hold on. What, maybe we'll go with Black. Cause she is our oh you know I'm oh, I'm listen I don't everybody know my spell you gonna put me up first we don't know nothing we don't know nothing really? so we could warm up so the ladies could warm up you can show them how we do this so black is I'm um, gonna introduce herself to those who are first time listeners and tell us um what is your organization or business that you have. What motivated you to start it? And, you know, what are you doing in, in the community with it? Okay, okay. No, let me start. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, for all our new people out there, first off, um, out there in Sedora land and uncensored, my name is Lakeisha Buckley, but I'm AKA Black Glory. My company is Pretty Princess Cosmetics, and I have a program called um, Princess Academy. Um, my company is a makeup line for young ladies that perform. So young ladies that dance, that cheerlead, that model, that, you know, play soccer or do anything. Um, I'm sorry. Somebody said, you know, pretty. Um, my company is for them. Mark, can you check? I'm, no hearing, I'm getting messages saying that we, we sound bad on Facebook. But I'm sorry, guys. We just want to make sure the audio is good. Don't come over here. We're going to get the feedback. But go out there and see if you hear us good. I give where I'm um, like double feedback or whatever. Okay, continue. Sounds fine to me. It's for them. Sounds good to me. All right. So uh, I don't know why y'all texting me saying that, but go ahead. Maybe it's their phone. Go ahead. <laughs> well, anyways, so the makeup line is a soft makeup line. On lip gloss, eye glitter, light eyeshadow, stuff like that to make little girls look pretty. But the whole um, purpose of the company is to empower young ladies and really let them know about, you know, the okay, interview. So although we're helping them, you know, glam up and feel confident and, you know, give them, you know, positive vibes and congratulate them on, you know, winning championships and, you know, always winning and, you know, keeping that in the front of their mind, we also want to, you know, make sure that they know that beauty is on the inside, that they have the best qualities and to really build up their morale and boost their self-esteem. And what really prompted that for me was, you know, when I was a young lady in the same, you know, situation, I danced on stage with dance groups and, you know, was into a lot of, of that kind of stuff and performing arts and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, being, um, having 
highly melanated skin, it was really hard to, you know, find the things that I thought, you know, would make me pretty. And the world was pretty harsh to young ladies with, with my skin color. So that's what prompted me to let, you know, bring the message out and put the brand together that, you know, beauty is on the inside, but to really, you know, get out in the community and help other young ladies, other black girls and everything, you know, be pretty. Okay. Thank you. That, and that was- um, And Princess, oh, Princess Academy, I'm sorry. Go ahead, I'm sorry, sis. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Did you tell them about, you know, what is the Princess Academy and how are you working with the young girls and, and, um you know, how does the Princess Academy work and that's how you work? So Pretty Princess does a lot in the community. We, right. So we, I, I work with a lot of um, dance teams, um, cheer teams, a lot of young lady that's up and coming and, and modeling and everything. So we have Princess Academy, which is a whole program where we teach um, young ladies an uh, entire sales model on how to start their own business. And we encourage them to be, you know, entrepreneurs and, you know, just step out and, and do their own thing. Um, it's a pleasure and it's been a, a wonderful journey working with these young ladies. I pretty much, you know, had to, you know, get out in the community and just try to build up the brand and build up young ladies reaching out and establishing wonderful relationships with you know young girls from ages five all the way up to 20 years old um shout out to trends and treasures shout out to um kit kat and a lot of um other women that have businesses have modeling agencies and um, dance teams and dance groups who really took um, helped my vision and really helped me bring it to manifestation. Um, shout out to Coach Ebony, Coach KO, and and all of them. A lot of the dance groups out here. So it's been a wonderful journey. So I have a couple of young ladies that's going through Princess Academy right now, where they're learning my sales model, um, learning how to build their own lip gloss brand, um, learning how to you know just build whatever business it is that they you know, want to step out into. And in the program, I definitely train them. Um, I bring them along so they can shadow me on some of my, um, you know, my trade shows and different, um, I teach them a lot of my marketing tools and, you know, how to make flyers, how to promote yourself, um, you know, how to take inventory, how to deal with the money part and shipping. So it's just really fun. And a lot of them are really, really intelligent and have super great ideas. So it's been fun you, working with young did you people. They are like so bright-minded now these Did you days. mention what so, ages you work huh? with? The age, like right now, like what are the ages are you working with? Yeah. Five, five to, 20. to 20. Okay. Okay. So you are um, teaching mm -hmm. young girls mm -hmm. how to be and, entrepreneurs, um, get that money real early so they don't have to um, be mm -hmm. dependent on nobody. Absolutely. <laughs> We won't go there. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, teaching them how, teaching them about their power, how, you know, being pretty comes with responsibility. It's just not about being, you know, um, pretty and putting on makeup, that you have a lot of responsibilities and, you know, really learning what their purpose is. A lot of us have been walking around here for years and years, and we don't know our, our God-given purpose. And you know, it's a wonderful thing to enlighten young ladies because I was once in their shoes 
and it's just been a really great a really great journey i have you know two young ladies now i have a um one young lady razia kai she's a mua um a makeup artist and, and she is 12 years old and she's doing a wonderful job and she is starting her lip she's doing um makeup tutorials um she has clients she has a whole um heap of a comb so it's been really great working with those two ladies okay okay and we also for those of y'all who um um watch the show we have some news to tell y'all i don't know if you want to do it now or you want to wait to the end um black Black? Keisha. Um, it's up to you. Whatever you want to do. Okay. I'm here. You can't hear me? Okay. We can hear you. Okay. You yeah, we hear you. Hello? Y'all hear me? Okay. Can you see me? I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So those of you guys that um, are watching, that are normally um, listening and tune in, uh, you know, we can't, we had took a break um, before the New Year's and then we had said we we're going to revise the show and we came back. It was um, me, Black, and um, another um, male co-host, but, you know, things is, has, um, we revised it again and, you know, both Black and Rod, they have other businesses where, you know, it's, it's sometimes conflicting with our, um, with our show and stuff. So, you know, they, you know, like, like right now, Black is on here as guest. She's going to be coming on as guest whenever she can. But for now, um, moving forward, I'm going to be the main host because I'm the one with the less, least to do, I guess. I just have my little nine to five, but they have all these other businesses that they're Don't running. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> this is my only second business. But they real, they really out here. They got a whole bunch of businesses that they trying to run, and it, it, it really just be conflicting with the um show. But um, we all family, so it's still all love. Can I say something? Can I say it a little yeah. better? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Can I say it a little better? Okay. Okay, because she, I don't know what she's saying. So anyway, she she's trying to say it on a, a small note. But I definitely want to congratulate you, sister. Everybody that's out there listening and know, we started off with Thick Girls Radio. And all of that started because of Fatima. That, you know, this, all of this with the whole um, Sedua Radio, everything started because of her. So this was something that she really, you know, put together and was really the forefront of, and she coordinated a lot. And I just want to congratulate you, sis, because this is a wonderful vision. Um, as y'all see, um, I own Pretty Princess Cosmetics, and we are going into a retail location. So I just wanted to, you know, so that is the reason why, and, and Ra, he has his other stuff. So we're going retail, so I'm going to be full-time out there in the grind. But Fatima has been really working hard at this, and she deserves this to be her platform. I love her vision. I love how dedicated she is to this. And this is going to be a wonderful thing for her. I would love to come in and sit in on, um, you know, some shows. 
but I don't really think I told you how proud of you I am. You know, even though she drilled the queen and built the queen, but that is what you do when you have when you're passionate about something, and that's what I wanted her to know. This is her passion. This is what she believes in. This is her drive, and she's hell of a good at it. You know, I'm good at sales, and I'm good at doing what I do, and this is her thing. So this is I'm a good tremendous. At talking, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. You good right at you good at investigating. You good at pulling out the facts and all that stuff. So you know, congratulations to her. So yes, uncensored oh, is her solely. She get to bring her vision. She get to do all of this, all her dedication and hard work, and it, all the credit is gonna go to her as she deserves. So it was a pleasure working with you. I learned a lot of things on this show. I learned that this is not my passion, <laughs> and I'm gonna stay in my lane and not to take too many things on. Because when you got your thing, you stick to your thing. So mm -hmm. I love it, but thank you. It, it was a wonderful thing, and I'm glad to see it evolve. I'm proud of you, and glad to and see we, it grow. We'll still be seeing more of you on the show. I'm pretty sure when I be like, okay, but like we need to um hear you pull. We need you to pull up. I'm sure you ain't gonna be seeing all right. that, right? <laughs> I'm here. I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna work behind the scenes with it. You know. <laughs> okay, so that was that news that we had to tell y'all. So now we're gonna move on to the rest of the guests that's on the show who's gonna volunteer first of all we want to shout everybody out on um facebook and instagram that's popped in um moni vanessa everybody that's hamina um t i don't know tm panther pride sexy sexy delon everybody that's on holla Hi, thanks for i'm um, joining us it's a lot going on. We have Neek9793. Hi, everybody. So who want to be the next one on the panel that's going to introduce themselves and their um, organization or the company that they're going, that they um that they started? I'll go. Even though Gloria is a tough actor fireable, she got a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Parity. I'm the co-founder and CEO of the Precise and Tell Hope. I started this foundation um, in honor of my daughter, Precise Tucker Legacy. She passed away in 2018. And I started the foundation with her name because we are ambassadors of hope for the community, for families in our community. Um, through my loss, I learned that there's a lot of people out there that's hurting. And there's a lot of people that needs healing. And when people were coming to me to console me, I ended up consoling them. So I was like, you know what, this foundation, God might have, you know, I don't want to say took my daughter for this reason, but things happen for a reason. And my passion always been to help people. I always had an intrinsic nature to help people. So I started this foundation to give people a safe haven, a place to come to, you know, release and heal, you know, talk about things that they normally don't talk about. Because us in our community, the Black community, we feel like we're built for anything. We're strong. We can get through all, it all. I have so many stories and things that I went through. And people be like, oh, wow. That's like, for us in our community, that's nothing. We're used to that. But it's really traumatic things that, that can affect us in the long run. And we don't know why we react to certain things because of the tra traumatic things that we've been through in our younger years and through our childhood. So this is why I started the Precisions of Hope. Our mission is to make a difference so people can start dealing with their emotions and begin to heal. 
the healing process because I've learned, like, I understand why people do certain things. I used to like, why would that man have road rage and just blow that nigga away like that? Like, why are they so angry? People are angry because they're not healing. They're not dealing with their problems and their struggles on a, a healthy basis. They are holding it in. And then one thing pop off, one thing go wrong, they're having a bad day, and there it goes. They're letting it off on everybody. So that's my story and why I started the protection childhood. And I, I, you know why I'm proud. I'm all, I'm proud of all of y'all. But um, you know they always say that um, so often in grief they say you um find a mission and your a purpose. And I feel like you have definitely found um your um, your mission and purpose. You know, like you said, a lot of people go through stuff like that and um it, it breaks them. But you immediately, I'm not gonna say bounce back. But you immediately took that um, energy and, and, and put it towards something positive. And I just want to commend you and acknowledge, you know, that, you know, I, I, we, you know, I was there. I, was, I seen how, how, how tough it was. And I, and I see the growth in you. And I see, you know, I'm just super proud of you. So I just want, oh, want to say that. With your show. I told you, I knew you was going to be a success from the beginning when you started. I said, this one thing you know how to do is talk <laughs> You are yes, let's share, let's share that story piece. So when um, you know, when I was promoting the show, this, this is this is my home team right here. These are my real life friends, you know. So I mean, we got these little group chats or whatever. So I'm like, oh, I'm a little nervous. This one, my friend said, you nervous or what? This is you could do this in your sleep. <laughs> yeah. She know how to debate, boy. Oh my gosh, she know how to debate. So I said, praise God. I knew she was gonna be a successful. She should be an attorney. <laughs> you know, that's what I always wanted to be. I always wanted to be um uh, um attorney. My mom always Amen. wanted me to be a lawyer too. So I can't be I'll be a um I'll be a radio um host instead. <laughs> Okay. Oh, um, um, we be in some of the comments. People are saying, "Hey, ladies, um, yes, she had nine strong ladies. Uh, I guess that's nine. You definitely brought mental health awareness to the group. Oh, yes, that's another thing. Um, Moni, um, talks, um, um, that's the comment that she left about purity. Purity, um, definitely brought mental health health awareness to our circle." You know, like you, you want to talk about how, you know, you went to therapy and sometimes we be talking shit and she'd be like, y'all understand people be, you know what I mean? That you don't know if people be going through stuff and that's mental illness and all that. So she's one of the people that um, made me the way I am too. And I'll be like, dang, nothing about mental illness. <laughs> Black, she's one of the people that got me convinced, uh, convinced that, you know what, is this some people just going through some mental illnesses right now? So I will people, that is true. You bring, you bring awareness. It's so much I'm and sure you don't diagnose everybody, Purity. Now. <laughs> I know. I'm not diagnosing. I do that. Oh yeah, let me tell this. My foundation. We are not here to heal. I don't have the answers. I have. I have. I, I connect people. I partner up mm -hmm. with certain things, and I give them resources for them to go for professional help. Cause see, we could sit here and we could judge and we could say this and that and how we think people should heal and how, but that's not. Nobody is no is no straight it's no straight line is no book on how people handle things and deal with grief and how people handle their personal lives and how they deal with certain tra traumas. So that's not that's the professional. 
I'm just here to help, you know, you express and talk and, and direct you and point you into the right place. Like I always encourage all my friends to go get therapy. I used to be against it. I was like, that's not for us. That's for them other folks. Black people, we don't need therapy. We don't need this. Yeah. To my traumatic loss, I learned. And that therapist opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I also tell people, don't get discouraged because the um, therapist like shopping for a pair of shoes. You can't, it's not one time for You have to shop around. The first one or the second one, you, you might not be yeah. talking. You will build that vibe. That's one thing I always say, vibes don't lie. So when you get the right therapist, you're going to know you're comfortable with that. You're not just somebody entertaining them or they eating their popcorn. It's going to be the right person to heal you and put you on the right track. Not heal you, but a healing I don't think happens. Like, it's not a set time. That I, want, I want to say something to piggyback off what you said about, you know, I encourage um, therapy and counseling as well. And like you said, sometimes it's like shopping. Like, when I was going through issues within my marriage, we had more than one um, marriage counselor. The first one we went to was shit, was shitty. Then we had to go to another one. And the same thing with therapy. When I went to therapy, I, I had I, um, I had to go through two therapists, you know? So a lot of people sometimes go to therapy for the first session. They'd be like, oh, this ain't for me. I wasn't feeling them and this, that, and third. So it's, that's a very important that we point that out, that just because you don't, you know, you don't have chemistry or connection, you don't feel that like connection with the first um person that you see that don't stop there you know most of the time we know that if we need help we don't want to admit it but we know we need we may need somebody else that you know could that we could talk to and it's not even about sometimes therapy and counseling is just a good idea because sometimes we want to talk and say stuff that we might not want to tell our loved ones or somebody that we know that's going to judge us so it's better to speak to somebody professional about it what you yeah, say? person that's going to tell you that don't have no connection to you, no films that's going to really tell you, give you the truth, give it to you raw yeah. so you can help, to help you heal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think on that therapy note, is quite essential. Huh? Yes, therapy is essential, she said. No, I was saying that therapy is quite essential, even um, for younger people as well. You know, when you think about therapy, you always think about adults receiving therapy but when I had a therapist I was very young and I was traumatized because you know my mom was on drugs she was on crack cocaine and um you know they recommended that for me and it was really hard for my family because you know in our black community we don't think we need therapists just like you were saying purity mm-hmm. so but I was um you know, telling, you know, my grandmother and my family that I think that would be a good idea for me to talk to some people because it was hard for me to talk to them and open up and it was hard for them to understand because they was like, you know, oh, you're fine. You know, we're here for you. You still have your whole family. Yeah, but you guys are not my mother and y'all don't know, you know, what it's doing to me on the inside, you know, seeing my mom like that. And I think right now to this day, it was beneficial you know, to the current relationship that I have with my mom, because my little brother didn't go to therapy and he didn't take the same plan that I took. I think he's still, you know, a little bit bruised and he's still a little bit bitter about the situation. Although mom is fully recovered and she plays a pivotal role in our lives now, he still was not getting past forgiving her from the past, which is really, really 
you know, been a challenge for him mentally and emotionally. So, you know, just to add on, therapy is really essential for even young ones. Yeah, I just actually posted about that. I, you know, I don't know, it's something that led me to that. I mean, everybody has history with mental health in their family. And I just had something happen in my family and I, it made me think, I was like, you know what? Many things happen to you. You could be in relationships, friends, parents, they may have hurt you, but as adults, it's our job to heal ourselves. Though it takes, you know, you ha- it takes a mindset to want to heal yourself, but it is our responsibility. We can't con- go on continuing in life to say, oh, this person did this to me. At some point in life, you have to take charge and say, okay, I need help. You can't continue to say, oh, my mother did this and my whoever did whatever. We have to heal ourselves and surround ourselves with people who encourage that because, you know, in the Black community, it's been looked at as a negative, as a stigma to go to therapy. But I'm loving now, it's been talked about so much mental health, you know, so I'm loving the conversation about it because your your health is your wealth and it starts in the mind. And I also, I want to, I want to, I want to read a comment, some comments that mental illness is real. People don't understand how serious it is. I'm trying to help someone now with mental illness and the up and downs are a lot to deal with. People laugh, say, oh, she's crazy or he's, or he's nuts. No, or he's not knowing what this person been through. You got to be strong to deal with. Somebody else says, yes, my daughter has a problem, but I can't talk to her. It's best to talk to a therapist. I have 30 years clean, but she don't understand why I'm from, where I'm coming from sometimes. We will get through it together. And um, somebody else says, Moni says, break the curse. Yes. So I will say that um, I don't want to, I don't want to take away from people's situation. I I, I get what Ayana was saying. But I also want to um, emphasize on childhood trauma. It plays a big deal on our lives and how we grow up, you know, as adults or whatever. Uh, but I am a strong believer that at some point we got to grab the, you know, the bull by his horn and take, you know, accountability and control of our life. But a lot of us, a lot of us, um, a lot of us um, are the way that we are due to, you know, some of our, our parenting and some of the stuff that we went to. So I don't, and that's what I, uh, uh, we have Cheryl who's on there. She's, um, who's going to be talking to, she's, um, a therapist and we're going to be talking about some of the common, um, traumas that, you know, most people go through and, you know, she's going to pick up, I guess we're going to let everybody speak. And I guess we're going to save Cheryl for last. Is that okay with you, Cheryl? You're on mute. Yes, that's fine. That works. <laughs> okay. So um, the next runner up is my girl Nicole. She's another one that's um. Tina, people saying you echoing. Huh? You got an echo. I know. I don't know. I kind of hear it myself. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry, guys, for y'all that's hearing the echo. I hear it myself. I don't know why is it doing it. It's never ever done that before. Turn your phones down. Yeah, it's down. Is it on both ends? I just want to uncensor. I know that. 
Echo. Host has echo. So I guess being that I have such an echo, then I'm going to try to not talk so much and let you guys talk. <laughs> Impossible. So go ahead. Who's next up? I am the CEO and founder of Life Empowered. I used to previously run a different organization and then I decided to uh, start Life Empowered just to get a little deeper into why I really started to do a lot of the work that I do. Um, and it had a lot to do with my son. So Life Empowered is really geared to change people's lives and empower them with resources and tools to be successful. So whether it's GED preparation, whether it's feeding you a hot meal, whether it's a book bag drive, whether it's a woman empowerment leadership, whether it's a toy drive, whatever it is that we can do to affect families and help them feel better, love themselves, encourage one another. We're just here uh, to just touch everybody's lives and empower them. A lot of people don't realize why I got into community. So I'm gonna share with the world because I think nobody even ever asked me like, why did you decide to do this for the last nine years? And a lot of it is because when my son was born, he was diagnosed with epilepsy. And yes, he hasn't had an episode since he was three, but he, he'll be 14 next month. And dealing with a newborn or a baby that's having seizures and you don't really know what to do, you don't know how to handle it. You, I got a lot of, he won't do this, he won't do that. He can't play sports. And I grew up playing basketball my entire life. So to know that your child cannot play something that you love is disappointing. But I realized down the road when he got about four or five, the best way to turn no's into yeses is through action. So when we first started our first basketball tournament, it was really to give my son the space to play basketball. So that's really how my basketball tournament started nine years ago because I wanted to create that space for him. And um, like I said, he'll be 14. He plays football. He plays basketball. There's nothing he don't do. He, he, he knows how to read music. He plays the piano. Like there's nothing he does not know how to do. And I encourage him to do it all. So taking me back, if I didn't encourage myself to do this for my child, what do other families have that or who's helping them encourage them to be better in life? So my biggest thing was to make sure that I was available to my community. I was available to my friends. I was even available to people who probably just don't like me, but you're going to need me. Right. And I got to love on you despite it. And even the ones that despitefully use me, I still got to love on you and I'm still going to help you. And if you come to something that I give and you need, I'm going to give it. I don't care like who, what, when and how. I'm here to serve. And that's my biggest purpose in life. So for me, if anybody know me, I do like a thousand things. It's yes, like never does. stop. Like I'm always coming up with ideas to help families. And you guys yeah, have me volunteering all on proper charity. <laughs> Anytime y'all see me on my page, I'm um, doing charity work. This is the woman behind it. Her and Simone always yes. got the whole team doing some volunteer work. Yes. Yes. Beta Real MVP. Charity, charity, Beta Real MVP. Y'all yes, Absolutely. Simone is definitely, let me tell you, I'll be like, Simone, I got an idea. She'd be like, oh, Lord. I'll be like, how do you think about having a mother sipping paint brunch in the park? Who would have thought of that? What can I tell you? It got full. Oh, Hold on. You got to, you got you you um you gotta um um talk about that the next um the, um the two events that's coming yes out. I, I have a lot so when we open that up i'll talk about it but i think about what's different i think about what can affect change and my biggest thing that i always tell people be the change you want to see like we talk so much i'm tired of this i'm tired of that but what are you doing about it 
Like, if you're not doing anything about it, then don't come to me and tell me about anything because you're not changing You're not changing anything around you. If it's somebody around you, why are you around them? You allow people in your space, right? If, if somebody is being detrimental to your, to your well-being, then you got to remove them. Like, we got to be the change Nicole. we want to see and stop complaining about it. So Life and Power gives Nicole, you that. I want to say one thing, Nicole. <laughs> That yeah. what you just now said, it, I literally just made that comment when we was talking on, uh, I was saying that on Facebook. I'm the type of person, my, it's a thin line between sympathy and irritation for me. Because I, I could feel sorry for you or have sympathy for you. But when you keep saying the same, when you keep going through the same stuff and you ain't trying to make no change, now I'm annoyed and now I'm irritated. So I just like, I'll be like, I have a harder goal, but then I get irritated real fast. I'll be like, all right now, so what you going to do about this? It's but you know what I feel like? I stopped doing like I stopped asking people what they're gonna do about it and just leave it alone, right? Because you any yeah. everybody knows when you're tired, you're tired. So when you ready to throw in the towel, you will. So I'm gonna be that person that's gonna encourage you good or bad. Oh, you still in it? Okay, all right. Well, what, what you need from me, right? Oh, you need my ear. All right, I'm never gonna take it personal because it could have been me, but God saw fit that it's not. So therefore, I'm not even going to let it irritate my spirit. I'm going to know, Lord, when, when they ready to come out of that, they're going to come out of that. But I'm going to keep my joy. and You ain't going to disrupt my peace because you want to stay in that. But oh, I'm going to love no, you I do it. Irritated. I get irritated because then when you keep calling me with it, don't. Calling me to start, I'm like, okay. It's been how you long now? You guys be like, all right, I'm going to leave it right there. It's the limit. It's the yeah, time limit to my sympathy before I get annoyed. <laughs> I guess that, look, P, that's what you was talking about. <laughs> that's the work you need to have. <laughs> yeah. I, you just, I mean, you got to remove yourself from the situation because people are people, they're going to live they like how they want to live it. Like, you can't live yeah. for anybody out. And don't right. judge them for living how they want to live. Like, exactly. so when they feel as the mom said, they know she's having out. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody has their friends that know what to do. Yeah, you, you I, I'm a list, I'm a good listen up but i'm about making um you know making you know like what are we going to do to fix the problem i don't keep you here hearing you complain about the problem so what right. kind of um you, solutions you are we going to come up with solutions right you know sometimes the problem is their mindset so you and can't change the mindset I'm, I'm, i don't want to hear all in the mindset so sometimes you got to leave them where they at exactly yeah because it could be just their mindset Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta sometimes just leave them where they at and say you know what i'm gonna leave you right there because until they you gotta change your mindset to get anything you want right and right. that's where yes. it's very big i'm big on changing no's into yeses like you can't tell me no because i'm gonna find a way to make that a yes that's just me we are simone to tell you she be like no nicole i be like but all right then the next day i text her hey girl so um <laughs> back to what i was oh, i'm gonna get a good. yes about that. I'm gonna get a yes. I know you didn't really mean no, girl. You didn't really mean no, no. Right. You ain't really mean no. You really may give you a day to think about it. So it's a new day, right? So I'm I'm big on that because behind everything that's good, it's gonna be a yes, right? Because it's good for people, it's good for others. So a yes has to come out of that. You just gotta find find the person who's gonna say yes. Hi. Hey, that's joining in on Instagram and Facebook. But yeah, that's pretty much what we're about. We we just started our AAU program. Um, is led by one of my closest, bestest friends, 
Phil Grant. Um, he took on a whole nother dimension that I did not know Life and Power would go. So now not only are we affecting change in communities, we're affecting change in young men. And we're giving them a platform to have people um, who, who, and I would like to use this term lightly, but they're the people they see in the mirror, right? A lot of times we don't see successful black men every day. So we're pairing you up with successful black men because you can see I may be from the hood, but I made it out the hood, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's very important that our young black men see, see that and they see that daily. Well, so even I'm if just, you want to stay in the hood, you could be successful in the hood by helping the hood too. There you yes. go. And that and that and that's and that's me, girl. I'm from <laughs> the hood. Like that's me. Awesome. <laughs> I'm bad style born and raised to to I die. Right. Mm -hmm. And nobody can't tell me you can't make it. Mother grew up three kids by 17. Um, you know what I mean? Like first child, 14, 16, 17, on public assistance. You can't tell me I didn't got my college degree, one year master's. So I'm hood, but I also know how. Mm -hmm to be the other way as well. And so I want people to understand, like when you tell me, oh, I'm struggling. I, girl, I struggle. I struggle. Okay. I, them peanut butter and jellies, I still love peanut butter and jelly. Right. To this day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I will bust down the oodles and noodles, but I also could go to Ruth Chris and the rest of these great restaurants and eat good, right? But I'm never going to forget where I came from. So I think it's important that people see us Right, like we stay humble and, and humble. our community see us. Yes. Yeah. I love it. But that's it. Yeah, that's Life Empowered. Visit our website. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yes. I'm so proud of y'all. I'm so, so proud. Yes, yeah. most definitely. I'm just my makeshift heart. That's why you so busy, Nicole. You, 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 you started early. You said 14. 15, 16, you said all, um, you started at 14. I never even no, knew my mother. No, 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 my son, no, 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 My mother started. My mother had her first child at 14. Then oh, she I had another one at 16, then she had another one at 17. We have that in common. No. No, my mom started early, but that's like a perfect example, like how people could sit here and they could be like, oh, you came from a teenage mom. You're not going to be successful. No, I changed the narrative. I am going to be successful, right. right? And so life and power is yes. about changing the narrative. Like we got to change it. Yo, it's so crazy that you say that because my um my sister, my um my blood sister, she had my niece with her, her first child, which is my oldest niece when she was a teenager. And sometimes we go through stuff so our kids will not have to go through it. And she was animated about her kids. She had two daughters that her kids were not gonna be no teenage mothers. And thank God, both of my nieces graduated from school and college and they, you know, you know, before they had any kids or anything like that. So sometimes people need to take the stuff that they went through and make them motivated so their kids don't have to go through that. Yeah. I agree. We got to change the narrative. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. So Ayana, you you didn't speak about your organization, did you? No, I didn't go yet. So Ayana has a, speaking about um, changing the narrative and make and, and doing things that we didn't normally do or get. 
when we were older, when we were younger, we're going to talk about Ayana's um, business that she does. Take yes. it away, Ayana. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Again, thank you for having me on your platform. I'm excited thank to be a guest. That. Not in the chat, right? So my organization is Dare to Dream Leaders, Inc., and it's a nonprofit organization as well. And my audience are middle school and high school students. And before I tell you about what I do, I like to give a little backstory about why it came into fruition as well. So my organization was birthed out of tragedy um, in 2003. My brother was murdered in, in our hood. I grew up in um, East Flatbush. And uh, at that time, you know, I always loved working with kids, but I knew that we needed to do something in the community so this wouldn't happen. It was a repeated thing, and you don't ever think it's going to happen in your life, but you get that four o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning phone call, and uh, that's what happened to me. Uh, now, my brother, he was so full of life. Like, from, ki from a, as kids, he was an entrepreneur. Like, he was bake cookies, bake cakes. He could sell anything. And... Uh, I just loved his drive. So thinking about like, what could I do for the community? I thought about all of his strengths. Um, he took bacon cookies. And then of course he, not of course, but he went to the streets um, with all his skills. I said he could have been like a, a great businessman if he took what he did with drugs and things like that and um, didn't take it to the streets. He would have been an amazing um, person and still here with us today. But unfortunately, like most, a, a lot of our black men, the streets got to him first. Uh, so what I do with Dare to Dream is I try to help the youth become future dynamic leaders. That's our mission. We want them to be leaders in the community. And when I thought about all the segments of what I wanted to add into my organization, he was my avatar. Like I said, he was an entrepreneur. So we have an entre entrepreneurship program where we help youth who want to start their own businesses learn how to do that. We expose business owners that look like them. Uh, who are doing stuff in the community to come, but in front of them, like in a youth panel, a, a group panel, to tell them what they did and how they did it. Uh, we also do a lot of community service. We have book bag drives. We have clothing drives. We partner with other organizations and churches and do um, things like that every summer. Uh, we also have a financial literacy program where we educate them on how to save. Like, what is credit? How many of us on this call right now wish we knew the <laughs> what credit is, right? I know, I know, I know my mama didn't teach me nothing about your credit. Right? That's a why credit I love card. your organization. That is a great idea to teach kids Thank about you. You the credit. Because that's, that's, yes. that was the biggest failure of our education system. That's yes. the biggest yes. failure of any hood, anything, and everywhere. Um, credit and, and not telling us we don't Absolutely. know about that until we listen. Like, I get that question. It was, it was it was made that way. They wanted to set it up so we can. It was a setup. They didn't want us to learn. They don't want us to, to go and move up and own things. They want us to continue to blow our money. Don't set up you no know, credit line. Don't know about exactly. this line of credit. Don't own nothing. No homes or anything. Yep. Can you imagine if we would have been buying up our Absolutely. Hoods? Oh my God. Remember when they were selling the brownstones for one dollar? All of those white people coming in, moving mm -hmm. and uh, building up around my projects in Astoria. Mm -hmm. They built yes. them they built it all around us. That's, that was prime real estate. But we didn't know yes. that back then. And we would have known that we would have got together and started buying up those stores. Exactly. Buying up those businesses. 
Yes, yep. and we can do that yep. now. It's all about legacy building. Yep. Financial literacy is all about legacy. And we, I say that all the time. I said, if I knew all the stuff that I knew that I'm educating the youth on now, like I would have been a millionaire right now, you know? So it's so important. You know, you know when we grew up, exactly. It's so funny because the difference of when we grew up, it's like, when we grew up, they they talked about credit like it was a bad thing. You don't need no credit. Or if you got money, you good. Yeah, you don't need no credit. Right. Like we were taught, we were taught the total opposite of what we really yes. needed to know. You but can that, was, money, that was that was the trick. That was the trick. That was the trick, though. That was the trick. You we'll know? see you guys. That was the trick. Black hit your audio. I mean, your um, video. She turned her camera probably. Yeah, camera's off. That that that's that was that's that's the design and, and we gotta break that. That's just like mm -hmm. the design the therapy and everything. They want us to think we don't need that and all that. They want us to self-destruct. Exactly. Yes, get us. We're gonna do big things with our organization. We got good teams. I got my friends, AOD, they behind me, they help me. I got y'all uh -huh. out. I'm building my dream team. That's right, your dream team. But luckily now we, we do have the right information. And as you can yes. see, all of us are definitely playing an intricate part of, you know, our own plan and in, in our communities. And this is what it's all about. It's all about once you get that knowledge, you know, transitioning yes. that into power and becoming more, yeah. more sure. active. And, and don't active. be mad. Like just because... Father, us can get a, a mental health organization. Exactly. Just because somebody's doing the same thing you're doing does not mean. Yeah. You know, I learned that from my cousin. My cousin from the beauty boutique. She had mm -hmm. a salon on Fulton Street, and I went. I went to her one day. I went to her salon. Me and PT was walking. Mom, she was like, "Ma, this is all these salons." And I said, "You know what, Rakia? I noticed it's a whole bunch of salons, and you still in business. Like you ain't right next door to me." She said, "You know what, cause what's for me was for me. It's for me. Yes. Clientele, what they they business is, is they business. My clients is for me. And ever since then, I learned that, and that is so true. People, you that's Absolutely. what we do the same thing. Your people, your, yes. your clients. Look at the Chinese restaurants. The Chinese restaurants. We don't have to be in competition. Resource sharing." We could learn and network from each other. Let's build off each other. Your clients is for you, and your cu my customers is for me. Mm -hmm. so Together we achieve more. Black people got to get that out their head too. It's no competition. You do yes. what you do, and yes. I'm going to do what you do. It's so many people stuck who have ideas you know who don't want to do something because they're like, oh, I don't want this person to steal my idea. But no, even if you have the same idea as someone, nobody can be a better you. You are unique to whatever the situation is. So do you. I want to I want to shout out the home team, especially, you know, our sister circle. It's a lot of that that go a lot of that that goes on in our community where it's like crabs in a barrel, people jealous of each other. And I'm so glad that I have the people around me that I have. We do not go through no catty bullshit. We don't be jealous of each other or none of that. And we owe all of us for encourage and support each other on whatever it is. You be like, yo, I want to sell ice today. All right, girl, we're going to sell some ice. Right. <laughs> you in the chat, like, you know what? That's a good idea. Do that. Do that. Yeah, you should have, you should put some watermelon in the ice too. Like, <laughs> I'm going to fly a kite today. Like, we are really, 
we're not talking about it. We really living it. So now, I mean, I used to be hanging around some girls that had issues or, you know, had competition issues and jealousy and all that. This is why it's important to know what you want, what you ain't want, you don't want to be a part of and remove yourself from it. Like everybody think that, you know, women can't get along. When they be hearing like, oh, I don't got girlfriends or oh, women can't get along. I be looking like, well, maybe you was around, maybe it's you, one, or maybe you've been around the wrong women. We can't hear you. Can y'all hear her? No, she's on mute. You're on mute. No, I'm sorry. I always say that. It's them. She was going. You was going yeah, in, was Queen. Going in. <laughs> I always say that when women say that, oh, I don't, I can't deal with girls and this and that. Don't get me wrong. You know, some people are introverts. They just like to be alone. Don't get that's that's fine. But it's you when you can't get along with nobody, when you deal with a whole bunch of different people and this and that, you gotta check yourself. But you so used to being sloppy and, and messy that you can't get along with people. It's not right. everybody, it's, it's you. So mm. that, that's the way I look at it. Cause this, you, but you know what? That that ain't nothing but a broken person. Yeah, they broken. And I tell people all the time. That's somebody that somebody who just can't get along with people. It's something in them that is so broken that they need to really fix in order to be able to gravitate towards people. Because I get, I, I may be one of the people that get along with like everybody. Like I could go in a room and, and you may not like me, but when I leave, you gonna like me. Cause I'm just gonna be so nice to you, and that's just. But I'm not always nice. Don't get it twisted. I'm still from the hood. But, <laughs> but majority of me still nice. <laughs> and so I think like a lot of times people always like, oh, I don't want to be around females. But then it's like, why? Like it 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 is something within you that you need to change. We need to change the narrative because I hate I gotta block a Yeah, like if I gotta block a nail salon. Let's buy this block. Screw renting these buildings. Let's buy this block. Changing your mindset is so powerful. So if 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 you got, I got a non for profit. Ayana got a non for profit. All right, let's get a building. Like where does that exist in people' growth mindset? Like I'm paying rent. You paying rent. Let's buy it and then we have a salon together. Yeah. Right. And that's where black women, especially and black people, we got to learn to come together and buy the block. Yep. Forget written the block. Let's buy the block. Mm -hmm. And so, and so, it brings Listen, let's do that. I'm down. Listen, now, me and you already. We 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 already had this conversation. We already, yes. Already on it. So, so Pete, so you know what yes. you always be saying. Um, I guess is it, it's sort of like that. You said you can't be trying to change people's mind. So it's not about changing people's mind. It's about getting around like-minded people. It. Absolutely. If you don't, then you're gonna be beefing and arguing with people all the time. Like me, I try to I got different clicks and different people because I always be trying to be like, yo, trying to convince people like you think that's right, or that kind of that really makes sense to you in your head. And I wind up, you know, getting myself aggravated because they be dead serious, like, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. <laughs> So, you know, for, for the most part, you, know, they, you know, my main circle, we, we, we that, come much. What'd you say? I said, they on that type of timing. Yeah, yeah. So, I, the, the people that I spend the most time with, we are, um, um, like-minded people. So, you know, it's people that I do, you know, frequent, maybe not as often as y'all, but that's the thing, getting around like-minded people. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm which not, I wasn't always this most positive person. Me and my best yeah. friend, we writing a book because we you're gonna hear some stories about me. Y'all, y'all met Purity in her later life and her more mature life. I know a lot of people from the story and they're looking at me like she has grown. I've done a lot of things and I've been through a lot. And you know, I say God has so in my book, you're gonna learn a lot of different things and how I evolved. It's all about evolution, evolving, coming full awesome. evolution. I've grown yeah. a lot and I'm proud of myself. But be proud of you too. That's the thing. That's proud of you too, Queen. I still know the wolves is out, so I'm ready to come. Don't you ain't that, that far removed, but you know. Okay. Sure, I got my Vaseline clothes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. ready. She ready. Listen, listen, this is this is why I said P and I, we're, we're very much similar. We have evolved, but we uh, we we the two in the cool that ain't that far removed. We might you real, you real close, Fatima. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> we like okay, like I'm. Trying, what you say? What you say, Ayana? I said I'm still laying hands on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. That's but, um, That's what it's all about. It's about evolving. If you're the same person, or you think the same way that you was thinking ten years ago, twenty years ago, you need to get your mind right. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit is not cool doing the same shit that you was doing. Now, I can see if you was doing something positive, but if you're still doing the same or indulging in the same negativity that you was indulging in 10, 20, 30 years ago, get your life together. So now, we're going to bring in our last guest to be introduced, which is my other homegirl. She's also part of the home team. We call her management. She comes in and manage shit. <laughs> Disrespectful. <laughs> She's the therapist. Let me give y'all a little short story, okay? When I um, you know what story I'm about to share? Yes, right? I she know. My, I know. I ain't gonna never live this shit down. All of yes. my friends get on my nerves, and I get on theirs. So the moment, um, the first time, um, when me and my um husband had separated, we had a cookout or whatever, and then the next morning, that's when all shit hit the fan. Cheryl ain't know what was going on. Did you come to the cookout the day before? Yeah, she came to the cookout. I don't know if she left the pocketbook or whatever, but she called the next day in the middle of everything. While I was kicking in the hour and everything, she come over there with her piss shit, talking to him and all that. So she in the backyard talking to him. I got so mad at Cheryl. I was like, Cheryl, who friend are you? Can you get in here and leave for love? <laughs> and, she, and she like, Calm down, Fatima. I need to understand. Do he under, Do he know what he just did? Like, so when I when I tell you that she's a she's in full therapist mode at all times, even at you know family and friends function. But go ahead now, give them your um your handle. Okay. So um, my name is Cheryl, and yes, that is a story I am never gonna live down. Um, but. <laughs> I am a licensed clinical social worker. A therapist is just a different title, but a social worker is a therapist, right? It's just a, it's a, just a job title. So my nine to five actually is, I work for New York City Department of Education. I lead the um, department of social workers that go into 
early childhood education, meaning the daycare centers and the pre-K centers. So that's what I do on my nine to five. Um, but what I do on the side, I have a um, therapy business, an online therapy business that I provide therapy online, mostly to women. I have worked with a few men in the past. Um, so how can I start? I would say I became, why I became a therapist when I was, I mean, why I became a social worker, I'll lead with. Um, when I was in middle school, I had got um, burned by hot water. So I was taken to Cornell Medical Center and I stayed there for about maybe 10 days. And during that time, didn't know what a social worker was, but I met the best social worker in the world at that time that would come to my room every day, take me into what was a playroom and just have conversations with me just about how I was feeling after the burn. And there was people in the um, burn center that was burned worse than me. And she would just have like, have play groups with us and just have conversations with us. And later on, I ended up finding out that this woman was a social worker. So I always said from then I wanted to be a social worker. And um, when I was getting my master's in social work, that was one of the requirements that we need therapy. Every social worker in school, you should be seeing a therapist. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't need no therapist. I am a-okay. I'm not crazy. I'm none of that. But I said, all right, let me go check out this dude. And it was, I went there, it was this gay white man. And I was like, yo, what are you gonna do for me? <laughs> you don't know nothing that's going on in my head. You don't know nothing. But must say that was the best experience of my entire life sitting with Joe, that's what I call him. I see him on the street, I'm like, what up, Joe? He'd be like, hey, Cheryl. But that relationship grew with him to the point where he was able to point things out to me. One, he had the balls to point it out to me, to say, yo, you tripping, this is what it is. This is, what you, this is what's happening. And a lot of stuff was old childhood, old childhood things that I never dealt with or old childhood ways of dealing with things that I thought was okay. And he was able to say, that's not, that you don't have to do it that way, try this way. And that was a real eye-opening experience for me. And then the work that I ended up getting into with DOE is amazing. Basically the work that I do now, how I started in DOE, it was an initiative called Trauma Smart. And Trauma Smart is an initiative where you go into early childhood centers, which are daycare centers, anything below grade two is considered early childhood education, where you go and you work with little babies around how to handle trauma. And because what happens is if you if we don't deal with trauma in our younger age, this is when we see grown wounded people right yeah. and when I started this initiative and we would go in and work with like little babies and how to deal with you know because as as children we learn especially in our black communities like if it's, if it's a boy don't cry stand up be a man and they like too like they're they a baby they they're supposed to cry right and all of that, they internalize that. We internalize that and we grow up and then we have grown men, that's boys, that when they hurt, 
they can't cry. So we turn to drugs, we turn to alcohol, we turn to punching somebody in the face because all of that is stuck in here and we haven't learned how to deal with it. So this has, must say, throughout my career, this has been the most rewarding time for me, just really dealing with little babies at this age so that they don't grow up to be wounded individuals and they know how to cope with trauma from now until adulthood so that's me in a nutshell and why i decided oh why i decided to open my therapy business is because i just found that um one the type of therapy that i'm gonna offer i'm gonna offer you real therapy Something doesn't sound right to me. I'm going to say, nah, that doesn't sound right. Let's try again. Let's look at, the, let's look at that differently, right? And I didn't, I, sometimes I couldn't, I found that in Joe, but when I heard other people's experiences with therapy, they didn't have that real therapist that was going to tell them, hey, there's another way. Let's try it this way. What you're saying sounds crazy. Let's look at this different so that's why I did it and also when I think about me being a mother and I have 50 million things going on I don't have time to drive to a therapy office sit down so I can if I can offer that service online why not you know what is so funny that you said that because it is two different and I need to hire how already look <laughs> yes I, that's what I'm saying the first therapist that I went I'm to like, man, was, I that, sign up. What, was what you said. I hate those, those therapists that be like, so what do you think? So what do you, you think? And then, no, I'm coming to you to ask you, am I thinking correctly? Or what do you think? So that the first therapist that had annoyed me, you know what I mean? But the second therapist, you know, worked it out. But what I want to say is I fit, I'm, I'm so happy that you guys are my friends. Y'all so dope. Y'all, uh, you know, y'all doing big things. And I like all of y'all because y'all are working with the youth and making a difference because not to say it's over for us, but we need to focus on the youth because this is our future. I get so, what I don't play with, I don't play with kids. I, I get into argument with friends and family members because people be like, that's not your place. These are my kids. And I'll be like, yeah, but these are the same kids that you're going to let out on the society that's either going to help me walk, um, cross me across the street when I get old or knock me upside my head. Okay. So no, I'm going to give, I'm going to render my opinion, whether you like it or not. So I just want to, I just want to commend all of you ladies for working with the youth and trying to make a difference because we need, they need that they need you know what they say, they take a village to raise a kid. I hate to hear people be say, this is my kid, I do what I want and all that. That's not, that's the wrong attitude to take. You know what I mean? We, everybody got to collectively come together and help these kids be better people because sometimes you can't talk to your parents, but you could talk to, oh, my, my mommy friend that's mad cool. I talk to her about anything or my dad's like, my dad homeboy is like my uncle. So, you know, for to have an attitude to say that is my kid and nobody can't tell me nothing about my kid that you already in the wrong you will already have the wrong kind of thing ignorance is a bliss ignorance huh? is a bliss that's ignorant mentality very ignorant very ignorant but there's so many ignorant people out here that thinks like that that's the problem though 
That's because they not healed from their trauma. It's a major problem. Happened to them when they was younger, so they don't trust other adults around their kids, which is understandable. But you gotta know when somebody's really genuinely, genuinely trying to help your kid, or exactly. trying to talk shit and talk behind your back, and you know. And as a parent, that's a struggle because I know for me, my mother didn't let me go anywhere as a child. I know I wasn't sleeping over nobody's house. When friends asked me, can I stay over? My mother said, well, let me speak to their parent. And my mother would be like, does your father sleepwalk? Because my oh, daughter ain't coming no. over. <laughs> so those traumas is real. Ayana is my Scorpio sister. We're like a couple of days apart. We also have so much in common. We sit there and be telling stories and we're like, oh my God, me too, me too. And that's the same way my mother was. On my, on the block, they used to have um, um, pajama parties, take turns going to each other's house. I never could attend because my mother right. was like, no, I don't know what's going on in those people's houses. I did not spend the night out of my house until I was in junior high school and it was my old best friend. I was 16. My mother came there and did an interview. She literally went up my my friend's mother house asked if she if the mother had any boyfriends that come over and all I was just like are you serious but now I know why you know that she took these measures because thank God knock on wood you know I wanted to get into that that piggyback on on, on something about Cheryl you know it's a lot of things that we have a lot of trauma that you know happened in our community that is not a dealt with and I as growing up a lot of I know a lot of people, friends and family members who have been molested as a kid. And that's a lot of that's one of the common traumas that happen in our community that is not being talked about or dealt with. And I think to myself that, you know, I thank God that I've never, you know, had to go, go through that. And I, the reason why is because my mother didn't play with me. And now I know why she was doing the stuff that she was doing. No, you can't go there. No, you can't do that. And I have. I mean, I have so many people that have confided in me who have said, you know, that they've been touched by family members, girls, and that, boys. That's the reason why it's not talked about. That's the reason why it's not talked about a lot because most of the people who've been molested has been molested by people we know, family members, uncles, yeah. cousins, brothers, people that we frequent with. And so that's why it's swept under the rug. We excuse it so much and we we almost like I'm you sorry. said normal normalized it. So and and you know, I I somebody really close to me um was molested and I was actually, you know, there. I wasn't the one molested and it, it was really heart-wrenching and 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 that brought on the onslaught of other you know other um violence to the family which resulted in you know somebody almost getting fatally injured so that was and that was very traumatizing and I never will you know forget that um experience but it was again by somebody who was very close to the family that we considered, you know, that we consider family. And so that's why it's really hard. And for me, I don't, I have, I have two boys. I don't have any little girls. I have two beautiful nieces, but even with my boys, I think. I was just about to say boys get molested too. Even with my boys, I, even these I, days. You would, right. But I will, I think I'm so nervous because of what I seen, you know what I'm saying? Even with, even with, you know, some people.
I will not let my boys go. I've had, you know, opportunities to, you know, have them go away for the summer or do certain things. It's so hard for me. You know, I, I literally can't rest well, if they do go message. because I'm just always thinking like who's coming in their house or what people are doing. You never know, you know, what's what's actually going on. So it's crazy. You know, you brought say that something up. about what you just said about you having boys. You know, I don't want to I, I want us to stop minimizing that, you know, in our community, we are taught to protect the young girls from predators and molesters. And this is why we got so many adult men with stories about that they, some of them, you know, confide in their girlfriends or their wives or, or whoever. There is a lot of grown men out here that have been touched and molested as a boy, because you know why? A lot of the mothers take emphasis on protecting the, um, their daughter and then think that it's okay, you know, that their son could be with this one and that one. And that's why a lot of these little boys, you know, wind up getting touched too. So I feel like we need to get into the mindset of having the, it doesn't matter if you if you have a daughter or a son, protect the Absolutely. kids, be vigilant, and, and, and watch everybody. Because not only is little boys being molested by only men, I mean, not just men, they're being molested by women too. So yes. it's like, you cannot let them fall short on um you know the protection too the little boys need to be protected and the little girls need to be protected agreed i agree i agree absolutely i agree i definitely agree okay so we got so much healing to do in our community it's it's, it's, it's yes. a lot yes. we need open discussions open ongoing help ongoing referrals ongoing support that, that's that's what the precise sense of hope is about. Ongoing support. We gotta we gotta start supporting one another. We gotta be there for each other. We gotta direct each other in the right places and in the right directions. We gotta be each other team. We gotta mention out each other in, in places and rooms where you know we could build each other up. We gotta start looking out for one another. We gotta start building. And most importantly, we gotta start communicating better. I just wanna piggyback on something Shavu said because I think. You hit something that's so, so vital in our community. You said when we think about the little boys and we be like, don't cry, right? And they're a baby. And so they bottle those emotions up and those babies become teenagers. Then they become men and they don't know how to communicate. And then as women, we're frustrated because they can't effectively communicate with us or effectively express themselves, but they were never taught. They were never taught. And then we got to go through that process. And then some, some have it, right? Some men have it. But you have a lot of men, Black men, that don't have it. So I think it's so important that we get out of that mentality of when your child cry, let them cry, right? Yes. Men cry, let them cry, right? Maybe walk out the room and give them the space to, to, to sit in that and marinate in that. But it's so important because as you think about us women, we get so frustrated, but we got to take a time and think about Thank well, you. were they taught these or you know, are they are these things that we're requesting of them, are they even comfortable with? And then we're talking about therapy for us, then what do they need? 
Exactly. Not always, not always. We all went for therapy. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm, I'm a big was, advocate for that. That was the program, like with Trauma Smart, where they really went in and showed these little babies different emotions, right? Because that's the thing. Eventually, after you've seen so much different emotions and trauma, everything starts to look the same. And you can't tell right that's why a lot of black people we don't realize it our we're all we're in when we're in danger our we either fight flight or freeze right that's our reaction when we're in danger when we don't know how to deal with our emotions and we're always nervous we're in that part of our brain either flight flight or freeze right and that causes inflammation in our system Mm -hmm. and and we don't know how to cope with it that's why you see like we're always that's where anxiety comes from that's where a lot of these things come from it's not knowing how to deal with what's happening inside here so Mm -hmm. when you're a little baby and you like and they like stop 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 eventually you stop but it doesn't stop what's going on in here it just stays in there and it's damaging, mm-hmm. it's damaging us. That's why you see us eat, some of us eat food. We have addiction to food. And I'm not saying addiction to food, but we're always eating or we're always drinking. We're always smoking. This is how we learn to cope with whatever we never dealt with. And then we mm-hmm. sometimes, we were talking about some big traumas here, right? Those are big traumas. Being molested is a big trauma, but there's other traumas that we don't look at as trauma that children go through, right? If, let's say they live with their grandmother, mommy and grandma or whoever and grandma, grandma passes away. That's a trauma. That child will never see that person again and doesn't understand death. they don't get it so that's a trauma right let's say um we move from apartment a to house to house whatever for the parents it's like oh we moved up in the world we don't got ourselves a house but for that child that's a trauma because they knew this place and now they're in a whole nother place they don't understand it it's funny and that you yo, said that because what you just now said. Yo, what you just said is something because my kids, I, I didn't understand that. Just you just enlightened me on that. Because we moved maybe like almost two years ago. And you know, in my head, I'm like, you guys have your own room, you're gonna have your own space. And I was just hyping it up and I thought, wow, they are gonna be ecstatic about this. And that was, they was like, um, why do we have to move from my old house? And I'm like, well, don't you like having your own room? And even, you know, Dallas, he stay in my room. It's for some reason he will not, he does not like that room. He's like, no, I like my old house. You know, the other house had this. I or the other house, on Instagram they consistently in. talk about that house. And I'm like, this is the better house. We got more room. You guys have a you know a whole different setup. The friends over here are nice. They still be like, no, ma, it ain't it for us. And I'm you like, know what else she just now? You know what else she just piggybacked on that that is a trauma that we all probably have dealt with. And you know, we're all within the same age bracket. You know, you guys are all older than me because I'm 26. But let's <laughs> <go ahead. laughs> 
know y'all not older than me, but you know, um, all of us have experienced some sort of death. How many of us have went to therapy? You know, I lost my my dad when I was a toddler. I never spoke to no therapist or nothing like that. What you just now said is important. I mean, it's very thing like that is traumatizing to a kid. And most of us grew up in a culture where parent or grandparent die and we and they and the adults just tell us you know they went to heaven and they never coming back and that's just that and no no there's nothing else after that and we're just walking around i'm gonna be honest with you my my dad got killed when i was a toddler and i really didn't even understand death i always thought that i have a, i had an imagination i always thought that he faked his death and that he's gonna become I and mean, he's gonna come back in my life when we get older like, cause nobody really explained to me, what do you mean that he's dead and he's never coming back? So I was thinking like, oh no, he, you know, he just, he's just fake dead and he's going to come back later. So some of us who, um, who really don't know how to explain situations or deal with situations, they, this is why we have professions, professionals that are, um, trained in that. We have to get out of that habit of, oh, we don't do that. That's not what we do in our culture. Oh, my kid's going to be all right. Or I'm going to be all right. No, these people went to school for all these years and they have all these experiences. Utilize it and stop acting like you know everything. And, you know, uh, I didn't get this. So, um, um, they don't need it. No, there's, I love my, I love my mother to death, but there's some, there's some things that there's some, um, parenting skills that I would not do that she did. I hate for people to say, oh, my parent did it, so I'm going to do it. Yo, our parents weren't the best parents. And it's okay to say that. Y'all shake your head, but y'all all on mute. You know, we can't hear y'all. <laughs> no, you no, Y'all is all on mute. I'm like, do they know they on mute? <laughs> you are right. You're right. It's all about breaking the generational curses. Yes. It is. And it's what the we're here thing. to do. We're here to break the generational curses. The curse. big thing is I want to point out, because I know some people like, so I did it. Why can't these people do it, right? right. It's also about resilience, right? Yes. You can take two children and they grew up the same way and there's they, they're gonna they can turn out very differently that happened in my household right in the yes. sense of resilience there are some that can bounce back from their traumas and there's others that find different ways of coping with their trauma and it's not to Which say huh you're the professional what are some of the what are some of the things that people normally do to cope with the undealt trauma? Like I said, I named some of them. We know some of them. It's like alcohol, right? It may be somebody being promiscuous, right? It may be somebody never trusting another person. That's some, That's a way to deal with it. I don't trust nobody. So that can be one way. Food is another way where people eat themselves, just eat, eat, eat to cope with whatever is in here. It can be um, hoarding things. Like you ever see hoarders, half of the time, those people on hoarders, something caused them to begin uh, piling up stuff in their house. Um, mm -hmm. What else? Getting in unhealthy relationships. That's another way of coping with it. You'll, you'll be with the same person time and time again. The face just changed. That's all. Right? right. Another way of dealing with it. Um, so that's why like when people say, oh, like their parents are on drugs and they can't forgive them. You have to think about what that parent went through. 
Yeah. Right. You only see them when they had you, but you don't know right. their life prior to you and what they had to deal with and why they use that. How they even ended up there. Exactly. Yes. That's why it's important for us Everybody to share certain things with our children. We, you know, we have to share things that, you know, that we're going through with our children so that we don't recreate like what we went through. Like I never knew my, well, I didn't know that my mother had went through child molestation and things like that until I got older and things so you, we have to find moments where we can share those things with our children, mm-hmm. you know, not to um, protect them so much because they need to know why we do what we do. Or like if we move, we move from another area so we could be better. Like why? Why are we doing what we're doing? Whatever it is, we have to have open discussions with our children and not say, oh, that's just um, grown folk talk. It's not grown folk talk if it's, it has something happening in the family. Mm-hmm. So we have to move away from that other generational curse because parents back in the day didn't discuss none of that. Like, this is what I'm doing and, and that, and this is what I said. No, we have to communicate. <laughs> Even I had a client one time, a grown man. When I say grown man, I mean like in his 50s, he was addicted to drugs. And Hold on, I want to get the number in case anybody wanted to call in. Anybody want to call in, the number is 929-257-1552. I'm sorry we haven't been reading the comments and stuff because I'm just letting everybody have they spill, but I'm reading. I see the comments, guys. Say it again. The number is 929. Y'all can pin it. 929-257-1552. Anybody that want to, because I know we're not reading all the comments. So if you guys want to call in and have a um, conversation on the phone, we can do that too. Join in in um, this conversation. What's the last order number? 929-257-1552. I don't know how to pin it, but I posted it. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Got it. So, like I said, and this man was a very grown man in his 50s, but addicted to drugs. And when he told me his story, it was like, wow, in my head, didn't say this to him, but he had no chance from a child to a 50-year-old man. The odds was stacked against him to the point where how else could you cope? Mm -hmm. If there was no one positive in your life to show you what was, what was a healthy relationship? What was a healthy attachment? And the only thing he found that was healthy was drugs. That helped him. Mm -hmm. That helped him deal with the pain. It helped him suppress the pain because when he smoked crack. He didn't have to think about the horrible, horrific thing that his parents did to him. But it's like, okay, makes sense to me, sir. Like, I get it now. I understand you. And, you know, so that's, I just want to bring up resilience because sometimes we see some people and we're like, well, I did it. Why can't they? Everybody is made differently. Mm -hmm. What what some people can bounce back from. People can't. True, absolutely. So that's so that's something I want to piggyback for. Uh, that's me and the team a biggest argument. I always tell her. Everybody, yes. That's what I was just getting ready to say. You can't tell people how to heal. And different times. Different times. No, but not only, time. but not only that. Me, 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 and me and this one have debates too because I felt like a lot of stuff that um these adults have went through, you know, is because of the parents. And she's and she 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 um she disputes that. 
Now, my thing is this. She said, because she know people that were grew up with parents that were crackheads, drug addicts, and this, that, and the third. At the end of the day, and they still the the day, it still affected them. But some people still push through. Or it's some people all about different people, like resilience. As, it's not the parents' fault. Huh? Right. Not always the parent fault. Sometimes it I, is. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> It's not always the parents' fault, but it's a lot. You, a, a lot has to do with the what, the, how these parents raised them, and what they allowed them to do, what they put them through, and all of that. And now they grew up as adults, and they all messed up and stuff. And the kid, and the parents don't want to take no responsibility for the for the role that they play. But when so they become successful, hold on, when they come successful, and they like uh, football players or singers or this, that, and the third, that's my baby. They want to take all the credit. But then when the child is fucked up or end up in jail or gang or nothing, they don't want to take no accountability to what role that they put their kid in that path to take it. They only want to take credit for success, but they don't want to take any credit for the failure. No, you're right. But that's all about healing. Like, that's why everybody, that's why I tell families and people, even with my family, we have to go and heal individually and then we can just go heal as a group. And until everybody's willing to go heal individually, we and nobody's going to heal as a group. So that's with the traumatic that we're trying to break, the generational curses. But and forgiveness is huge in healing because sometimes you're not going to be able to get that I'm sorry from the other person. They may not be here to tell you I'm sorry. They may have passed on or maybe they just here and was like, you know, it is what it is. You can't right. accept, you have to You have to forgive so, for yourself so, and move on sometimes. Show as the um, um professional on the um panel right now, what what kind of advice do you give? Because I know a lot of people who have dealt dealt with a lot of trauma um through their childhood with their parents, and they want to heal. And they anytime they even try to talk to their parent about what how their parent made them feel, what their parent would put them through. The parent be like, that's in the past. I don't want to talk about that. Like just dismiss them and don't even let them express how what you did made me feel this kind of way. So when you come and you get clients like that, like we try to get some free therapy right here. Like, <laughs> what do you tell them? I was just gonna tell you therapy, right? But no, all just <laughs> right? Um, and this is, this is for me too, right? You know, I love my mother to death and I believe she was like the best mother ever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she made mistakes. And she'll tell us that now when it comes to her grandkids, when we try to do certain things, she'd be like, well, I didn't know better then. I know better now, right? right. <laughs> but the point is, I chop it up and say, "My pa- your parents did the best they, they could. at the mo- at, with the With the knowledge that they had, they did the best they did they could do right but when it comes to your healing it's time for the person to go to therapy and work out whatever that trauma is and for themselves you can't change your mother you can't change your father you can't go back and change the hands of time you just have to say listen they did the best that they could have done with the knowledge that they had thank you because at the end of the day they still did something they brought you into this world and you still living they ain't kill you like uh, uh, in a right. in a week. You're right. still here. Like so there was did, good, right? yeah. There was good that came out of that. But it, when it comes to your healing, you're gonna have to chop that up. You may never get that sorry from your parent because yeah, they didn't. True. What are they sorry for? They didn't know any better. Well, <laughs> let me tell y'all this. Yeah, and I'm sure. to this is this is a lot of times we gotta love them where they are. 
right? We got, we got this envision of what we want them to be and who we want them to be. And like you said, they didn't know. They did with what they had. Back in the day, they didn't have all these resources that we have. So we got to love them where they are. And then we got to say, you know what? I want better. I want to do better. I want to see better. And then I got to change me and stop focusing on, because I may not never get that sorry, but I got to love you where you at. And then I got to know that I'm more than what I went through. And a lot of times we so worried about that sorry, but you ain't even healing. But 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 listen, listen, and and. Speaking from my situation, that's easy said, but you know, when my mom was Oh God. Yeah. We losing you. Yeah, I can't. Is it, is it hers? Is it is it oh, my wife? You know. No, it's her. Oh, okay. I was about to say, oh my God. I, I wanted to know why she abandoned me. You understand? I could black who. Black, we didn't hear anything you said. You froze. So I couldn't understand. Me? Yeah, Black. You back. I'm back. Got to start all over. We didn't didn't hear anything. You froze. Okay. So I was saying, I was saying to her that when she was saying that we got to love them, you know, love your parents where they are now and saying that they did the best that they can. But when you young and you're you're being traumatized by their behavior and you're needing your parents and, you know, in my case, it was an issue of abandonment because my mom was on drugs and she was never really there. You understand? So as I matured, I wanted to have some closure. Now, you know, my mother's response to it was exactly what you guys said. Listen, I'm grown. That's what had happened. I was in the past. She didn't really want to open up and want and didn't want to talk about it. So, you know, fast forward to maybe two or three years ago, I really, you know, had some time. She came and stayed with me and we really had some one-on-one time because this time she came and visited for quite a few months. And so I said, you know, I said, Ma, you know, what we went through, it was really, really hurtful or whatever, but I really want to know, you know, what was going on in your head. I want to hear the spill and I want to hear the story. So finally she opened up to me and she said, you know, I fucked up, you know, (laughs) like I fucked up. I was out there. I had you. I got pregnant with you, Lakeisha, when I was 16 years old. I was in no way, shape or form in my mind ready to be a mother. You know, I was just chasing fun and all of this kind of stuff. And you think that I abandoned you when I was on drugs, but I really tapped out when I was 16. You understand what I'm saying? I was in no position to abort you. There wasn't no type of situation that we was even considering back in those days. But I left you to your grandmother and your grandfather. So to her and her head, I wasn't really, you, you understand what I'm saying? I wasn't really her responsibility. Her responsibility was having fun, partying, whatever, whatever. And she just got caught up in that life of excitement. And so it went from this drug to that drug to this drug. It just escalated because it started with the weed from the weed and went to this and it went to the cocaine. Then from the cocaine, here come the crack. And then that was just like what she couldn't come back from that, you know? So um, she didn't render me a sorry. What she said was... um, pretty much, you know, she repented with God for it. Um, whatever happened, happened. She just dealt with it the best way she could. 
And, you know, she's sorry for the way I feel, but she did say something significant to me is was like, you know, Keisha, you got to let go of that. You know, you got to heal. You got to let go of that within yourself because I made my peace because me and my brother argument was, well, damn, you act like you don't even care. You abandoned that. She's like, well, you're not going to run my life down now that I changed and I done gave it to God. I repented for my sins. So now you got to come to terms with that. Y'all not going to keep on every time we get into an argument or every time something come up, you're going to keep on throwing in my face. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Hell yeah, I wasn't there, but I'm here now. So what, you know, y'all got to move on. You and your brother got to get past this thing. You, everybody has to heal. And that goes back to healing individually. Everybody has to heal individually. And then as a group, because see, yeah, she's the punching bag. She healed, but you guys still haven't healed. So you're going to punch, you're going to go on these sessions and always be a punching bag. And that's what I cannot do. I always talk that we got to heal individually and then as a group, because all it's going to be is a punching bag section. Yeah, yep. everybody's not healed individually. And but I, I love my soul. Once she gave me that, once she told me that and put it to me like that, then I completely understood. Especially now that I'm a mother, because I know, tap out on a lot of shit too with my mother. In it's like certain thing. I'm like, look, I got this covered, but this part I just can't get covered. And y'all got to give me a break. And this is how I got to deal with it right now. So. I get it now, you know. And so I named that was my what, what she and that told made me realize you, it. Whoever her therapist was did a very good job because she set that boundary where y'all are not gonna keep on holding me to this mistake. I'm done. Y'all need to figure that out. I figured it out for me. Mm-hmm. Now you figure mm-hmm. it out for you. Mm-hmm. And yep. whoever brought her to that point did a very good job because some people live in some people live in, in live in that and then they go back. That's how the relapse relapses happen because it's like people are holding them to well you did this and then they feel start feeling guilty. All right, well I ain't gonna never you know. But whoever whoever did that did a really good job. For her. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah she did it herself but that that yes, was my she closure. definitely now, did it herself but who helped yeah. her along yes yes but you God. know that that was closure for me yeah. and that is what that is when i officially began my healing so i said okay ma you put that you you said that right because we are bringing up your past because we're hurt it's not that you're hurt because we couldn't figure it out we kept saying damn why is she not acting like she care you know we wanted her to be every five minutes oh i was on the crack i'm gonna give you five extra dollars i'm gonna come do this and do that she's like no i'm not giving y'all no extra shit or no sympathy or that y'all get out my face with that y'all figure That's it right. out and man up and let's get let's get our future relationship let's be mother and daughter and everything like right. that and from that point on we got the best she's probably a joke grandma right huh Probably a dope grandma, right? She is. Yeah, she is. She's a dope mom. mom. She's a dope mom. When I told you that I had my mom had three kids by 17, minus the drugs, I went through that. She was three kids, 17. She used to party. She was never home. My uncle always used to take care of us. I when I became 21 is when I let go of my mom not being the mom that I thought she should be. And I loved her where she was at. And she's the best grandma that I could have ever asked for to my son and to other kids. So that's why when I say we got to love them where they at, I'm you, you me. We just had a little extra. So I had to meet her and love her where she was at and stop putting my interpretation of what I wanted her to be 
and accept her for exactly who she was. And when I was able to do that, I got the best out of my mother that I could have ever asked for. And that's why I say a lot of times we got to love them where they are. We can't have this. We can't have this cloud over their head. If we meet them where they are and accept things, and then we will learn that they're going to give us what we need. And that's why what we all of us are doing makes us so dope for the things that we went through to give back to the community and give back to these kids. Yeah. We pour it into them what we wish we had and what we know that they yeah. need. So that's Making what makes us. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. why that's why I kind of picked a better panel for this show. All of y'all are giving, making a difference in the youth. Live, live. No more, but you said, Pete. I said, we turn a trial into triumphs, turn a victims into victors. Mm -hmm. Yes. No more victims, we victory. Wow, yes. like, I really, my new initiative is like my mother and daughter thing, and then my father and son thing for Mother's yeah. Day and Father's Day because families are broken, right? This yeah. old single family household. Like what? No, like, so we're going to create this space this year for mothers and daughters to spend quality time with each other for four hours, quality time. Y'all going to eat, y'all going to paint, y'all going to have fun. Y'all going to love on each other. Whether you 50 and 21 or you seven and, and or 26, like me. Yes. <laughs> right. Like on mother's day, we have a sip and paintbrush and, and we can bring a family back. I'm bringing my niece. She the same age as me, 26. <laughs> you, you somebody she looking up to, right? And and that influence is so important. And the same thing with the father and son day. On Father's Day, how many fathers spend time and just play basketball with their son? They talk about it. They watch it. But how many of y'all really take the time out and, and go on the court or just sit around each other and eat and laugh and talk about it? We don't have that. So we got to create that space to give them that, to say, you know what? There are some great black men and great black fathers who may be uncles and cousins that have, you know, these, these kids that look up to them and create that space for them. So it's so important. I know for us at Life Empower, we, we bring a family back. Like that, that not having that family exist. No, 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 no. We bring in family and back. Sometimes, and sometimes family ain't about blood either. Nope, it's not. Family so, has nothing to work know, with. We are a, a family of ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, that's what, because some people get, you know, some, some, some people get discouraged because they may be the only child. So they don't have no nieces or nephews. Man, I got biological um, nieces and nephews, but I got a whole bunch of other nieces and nephews mm -hmm. that ain't, you know, biologically mine. So sometimes you can't, you're not born into the family that you want to be born into, but you could create your own family. Absolutely. I like that mentality. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Absolutely. So, yes, I'm, so, I'm a business but I will be there next year for the. Oh, the, you're not the, coming the, this year? Oh. No, this year I'm not coming. Yeah. Take I'm, me I'm with you. For my son's birthday, the baby. He, he been, I was supposed to take him last year because of COVID. We couldn't go, so we're going to do it this year. Okay, cool. Well, happy birthday, baby. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yes, we going to, we, 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 you know, me and my bright ideas and Simone going to kill me because I'm always like, Simone. But I definitely think, you know, as women navigate out of COVID, um, yeah, we was at home with our kids, but was we really spending that time doing something fun? Sometimes we was, and then sometimes we wasn't. I'm a mom. I, my son would be, I would be annoyed and be like, what are you doing? 
room, right? Like, it's, that's just the reality of it. So I just want to make sure that we go out of what was our norm that might be our norm and we can just have some fun together. It's cool talking to each other. I'm sorry, y'all. That sounds good, Nicole. I'm so proud of you, and you are so busy. Your organization. Yes, Nicole. You Nicole, Nicole you know, we like, what in the world? We don't have enough events. But that's okay. I'm not trying to keep up. I'm staying in my lane. Right. We need time so we can attend her events. I was going to say, anytime Nicole <laughs> come up with a bright idea, we wind up being busy. Like, oh, okay. Yes. And you know I'm the person that y'all got to keep on reminding of, of the day <laughs> oh, of. Yes. Like, no, we need reminders for the themes. You need yeah, to like what put. Was this? What was this? <laughs> this girl. Two days before I be scrambling like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Mother's Day theme is casual, formal. Okay, so you got it now. Okay. <laughs> no hoodies, no jeans. Like we we showing up. We showing up and showing yeah, up. She wants you in a ballroom dress with some um some chucks on. That's what they do. They always love things. Boys with a thing. I can't with them. They going they gonna be in that park elegant as what? I can't wait to right. see. Right. We ready. We gotta always have a theme. It wouldn't be me and Simone. Yeah, it's really that, Simone. No, like, Simone is the theme queen. It's like, really Simone. Yeah. Oh my goodness. She it be Simone. Be. It really be Simone. Everything. Everything is a color. Everything is a thing. It's always, I'm like, but, come on. Uh, so for Mother's Day, we do have a color theme. And oh, Lord. <laughs> What's the color theme for Mother's Day? Look, it, they don't even know. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, it's a color it's theme? Purple, it's purple, pink, black, white, and silver. See, I didn't even get that part of the memo. Right, we didn't get that memo. You don't have to wear that. You don't have to wear that. You don't have to wear it. I <laughs> yes, you do. Don't do it. Don't outcast. They're whole sorority, right? No, you can make sure you don't have to wear it. But if you want to, you can. But you, this right, is okay. Nah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you freestyling? Like, that literally was in the details of the. Um, no, 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 no. We picked the color theme, but you don't have to wear it. I was about to say, like, I it know I was in but I didn't no, know any of it. <laughs> you oh, wear what you want as long as it's, it's casual or formal. That's it. You don't have no formal gown, but you just can't wear no hoodie. All right. <laughs> it kind of, you so know. I want to thank you, ladies. You guys, um, you guys were great. Um, I enjoyed the um how long do we have left? Eleven minutes. Can I, can I just talk about my no, I'm just I just want to say I just want to thank y'all so much for coming on the show. And this was great content. And this is one way, this is a good way to end um, Women's History Month. You know, y'all um, powerful Black entrepreneurs that's um, giving back and making a difference to the youth in our community. And I, if nobody don't give y'all credit, I am. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm <laughs> the one that say, you know, I'm the truth teller in the, uh, in the circle. I love y'all and I love everything that y'all doing. Every, love you every, too. every last one of y'all. Even though you like the, the great debater. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> if, I, if I didn't like it, you know I would be saying, I don't really like that that you do. Oh, you know? <laughs> she hashtag keep it real queen. Right? Yeah. We had our moment. We won't talk about that for Tima. That's, that's behind the scenes. Exactly. <laughs> y'all know I'm annoying with it. <laughs> oh, okay. Big time. Hold on. Cheryl, don't shake your head. <laughs>
<laughs> all right, so Cheryl, y'all my man, y'all all my home team, but Cheryl don't really flex with y'all like that, but Cheryl, we call her manager. I don't even know how me and her get along. She, she, she worse than me. She think I'm worse than her. <laughs> yeah, you're a little bit worse than me. You're a little bit see, worse. See, see, we're going to have this debate. <laughs> but this is this is what it's all about. You got to have people around you that's going to keep it real. You got to have people around you that's going to uplift you at the same time, pull you up on your rights, congratulate you when you um doing good. It's not that I'm just that person that just, oh, oh, always want to tell somebody, you know, when they wrong or whatever, they y'all all can contest that I'm the That's not, not the number one supporter, either. but y'all know anything y'all want to do, I'll be like, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, you're a great support system. Yes, you yeah. are. So Absolutely. that's why it's got to be balanced. Yeah, y'all want somebody somebody agree with? Y'all know I'm not the friend to call if you just want somebody yeah. to say yes, yes, yes. You're right. If you write, well, I'm like that too, though. I'm, I'm not friend. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm you not gonna you very yes. similar on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not gonna say yes. I'm gonna give it to you, Raw. It's a very balanced circle. We got the diplomats, we got the nice sweetie, sweet pie. Well rounded. <laughs> well rounded. Right, yes, yes, yes. Depending on how you want the message delivered, you just who you call. Like yes. shit going uncut. Let me call Christina. Oh, I want this nice. Let me ask Leisha. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, my friend Shauna said she enjoyed the show. I got Tamiqua, I got Siobhan on. These are my yeah, girls. Yeah, shout out some of the people that's on they the They got to on the show one day. They they got a lot of stories to tell. They got they got a lot of things that they've been through and did in their life that they can share too, so. And I want to apologize to everybody for the feedback, but they saying there's no feedback that's on the um that's gonna be that's on Facebook on the Zoom. So all those that's on um the Instagram page, if y'all want to watch the whole show without the feedback, is gonna be uploaded into um YouTube at the Sador um S A D I O R radio um page. You and then you look underneath uncensored, and then you will find all our, our previous shows and this show. So I do apologize for um y'all saying the echoing that y'all hearing on the um Instagram. But we didn't want to stop it because it's it's not it's not echoing on Facebook and on through the Zoom. So again, y'all can just go back and watch the show on um YouTube. Okay. Can we share um the events that's coming up? I know I yes, have one coming can. up yes, in the end. Uh, let's hear Nicole and then Purity have the most recent ones coming up. Yes. Nicole, you want to share your um two events? Yes, so we have the Mother's Day Sip and Paint Brunch on May 9th at 309 Park. Um, and basically, it's just going to be mothers and daughters coming together. They're going to have a full brunch menu. And then we're going to paint um, a silhouette of a mother and a daughter. Um, and we're just going to spend some time. We have photographers coming out that's going to take some great pictures that you can have as a keep saver for you and your daughter, your niece, or whoever you decide um, to bring out. Unfortunately, that event is closed. It got full in three days. Yes. On the website. Some um, people will hit me up. I said, I told y'all. Yeah. yeah. It, it went. And it, when I say full, we're not talking about 50 people. We're talking about over 75 people. Um, mm-hmm. That filled up in three days. And then hold we on, have. Hold on, hold on. That's all right. I got me a new mask. So we don't got, <laughs> social, so we don't got a social distance. Look. <laughs> a mask. 
And so I could be at that 75 people. It's okay. <laughs> it's a little bit over 75. Don't worry about it. It's fine. The park is huge. So it's it's a huge park. Um, and, and then we have the Father's Day basketball and softball cookout. Um, and that's basically if you want to sign up your son to play against or your nephew or your cousin, someone that you know you are a real big impact in their lives, you can visit the website and you can sign up for the basketball game or you can sign up for the softball game. And it's free food. So we, we have like free all- Free food, y'all. Y'all hear that? Free food. You got to say that louder. You know black folks like this, you know. How they say they're about free? <laughs> yes, yes, right? It's good free food. Um, and one thing about us at Life of Power, all our events are free. Like the Mother's Day Sip and Paint Brunch is completely free. Everything we do is 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 free as far as like the community part um, is going to be free that we're going to do, whether it's feed the homeless or book bag drive. We have our book bag drive that we're, we're gearing towards 450 families. I do that with Monette's Closet as well as Simone. Um, so we have some really great things coming up for the year. I would just encourage everybody to visit the website at lifeempowered.org uh, to get all information and resources that you may need. Leave me a message if it's something that you feel like you want to do. Um, this year, we are going to Feed the Homeless in Brownsville and in Best Eye. Oh, God. Get your book awesome. best. <laughs> I can't wait. Get some love in Brownsville this year. Um, if you went to our thing, I know y'all that our Thanksgiving one, we fed 300 families um, the day mm -hmm. before Thanksgiving. So we still going to do that, but then we're going to add another 300 families in Brownsville. We're going to go show Amazing. Um, But yeah, just visit the website. I thank you for the space. I thank you for this platform. And, you know, just keep supporting us because we here to serve. Yes. yes. We got work to do. Charity? Um... My my annual mental health discussion precise around her birthday. I do every year in April. This year is gonna be June because of you know COVID and social distancing. And I don't want to book places and they limit us to limited people. And I usually like to feed everybody and we come together and talk. But it's gonna be on April 10th for five or seven. I have some amazing ladies that I grew up with in Astoria. The they're gonna share their stories and their triumphs and what they're doing to help you know, and give back and what they're doing, you know, to move forward in their healing journey. So it's going to be interesting. And we encourage everybody to come share their stories, come chop it up with us, give us some advice. Let's talk, you know, the non-judgmental place, um, place. It's going to be on Zoom. You could um, log, you could log, go on the site at foreverprecise.org and um, sign up to register. And closer to the date, I'm going to send the link. And we also got our Double Dutch Torment book, book bag giveaway in August, the beginning of August coming up. And we're going to feed everybody free food, free events, giving out book bags, having the Double Dutch competition, get your teams ready. And <laughs> nice. that's what we're going to do. Hold on. I almost forgot this. Shout out to all the areas there. A big shout out to Vanessa, who house I'm at. She turned the big 60 tomorrow. We're going to turn up. Yes. So happy yes. birthday to Vanessa. to get on the camera because all of you watching from, from Astoria know Vanessa. So I had to say hi. She don't want to get Vanessa, on. Vanessa, they said come to this camera for every come, people come that's on Astoria on the line. She got her bonnet on, but she ready for war. Her bonnet on. <laughs> <laughs> she got her Danae Jackson bonnet on. Leopard. You funny. <laughs> she got some Astoria people on the line. Yeah. Come this on. So www.everprecise.org is the website you can go on.
and register. So that's an okay, opportunity. Right. You can sit at the chair. Oh, she got me. She got me sitting in a golden chair. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Happy, Happy birthday. That's Thank my you. neighbor. Not 25 in the building. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Y'all so Happy birthday. <laughs> You're Hi, welcome. Kitty. How are you? I'm fine. Good. And you? I'm good. I'm good. Family. We got the big, we, we got to end the show with the big OG. You yes. know, the big OG had to come bless the show <laughs> for her 60th birthday. Yes. Looking God good. Yes. So my organization, we do a, a youth conference every year annually. So we're gearing up for that. Uh, this year, we most likely will do it virtually. And we host a pitch contest. So this year, we're focusing on social equity. Uh, and financial literacy, letting people know, you know, that we need equal pay, um, equality for people of color. Uh, so our pitch contest is going to be surrounded, something like that, where you can come up with an idea to combat uh, social um, equity. So I'll be looking for judges. I'll be looking for sponsors. We usually give away a laptop and um, other materials of financial. So can you um, close friends with win the laptop too? <laughs> this, the a youth summit at pitch contest is for middle school and high school students. <laughs> so oh we're God. looking to do. I just, I, but twenty six year olds can't win. <laughs> no, but you could be a judge. Oh God, be a judge. The judges win. I want to be in there. I'm. I'm. I'm give you a hug. Also. I have my book, Dare to Dream Leaders, Inc. presents Beyond Career Day. And this is an extension of the organization because we can't be everywhere. So if you purchase the book, it has all the things that we teach, um, how to uh, be an entrepreneur, um, financial literacy, credit score, all that good stuff. And special letters and, and affirmations are in here as well. So if you have middle school or even high school students, um, you can copy, get yeah. this online, oh. Amazon. <laughs> You don't froze. have any kids, you can buy it and give it as a gift to oh, some to somebody because they these kids learn how to finance their right. money early. So we don't just get they don't just get thrown out there like we absolutely. Yes, right. I, I need know, to change that, that, right? Because it's very uneducated and financially. Right, you're right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was right there. And again, you thank you for Tima for having us. You, you can use yeah. the book. Thank too. you, Tima. <laughs> thank you, Cheryl, Ayana, Nicole. Yes, all wow. I learned so much. This was so yeah. good. Thank you. Yes, I don't have any events going on, but what I'm going to say is therapy. Again, it's Therapy does not mean you have a mental illness. Therapy is just a place for you to go to process, talk to somebody that's not your friend, right? Because mm -hmm. our friends, no matter how much they say they're not judgmental, there's still a little judgment there. Um, right. Therapy is a place that that person don't know you, you don't know them. You can be as 100% honest with them if you can't be with somebody you know. It's just a place for you to process whatever is going on with you or understand things differently. So I am 
pro therapy and again finding the person like Fatima touched on and Purity touched on finding the person that works for you is not a one size fits all right and when you do find a therapist be honest don't go sitting up in nobody chair lying because you're not going to get nothing out of it help lying absolutely stuff inside yeah I feel like I feel like you cut in my throat because you know I'm the hood therapist so. <laughs> she like don't listen to Fatima. Yes, and for the meantime, Fatima don't be diagnosing nobody. Don't do none of that. Right. Y'all are about to give me a prescription pad next week. I ordered it on the Amazon. Y'all, y'all can still holler at me. Okay. I know y'all know you want more somebody more professional, but I'm your girl until you find that perfect therapist. Oh God! I'm handing out the perks. There's therapists if you guys want to. You guys can look on Psychology Today. There's tons of therapists there. Refer them to you, Cheryl. You have Yes, you can. Um, you know, I'm not gonna put because I may not be the therapist for everybody, but at least they have that option. (laughs) Yeah, right. Put your stuff, put your contact information on the Facebook chat. Sure. And there's also Black Girls Therapy. If you want a therapist that look like you, there's a link for Black Girls Therapy. So is there Um, one for black men? Because I know um we had this discussion on my page a couple of weeks ago. A lot of men, oh no, I think was on the show. When Roscoe was on there too, and they were saying how they don't want to, a lot of men don't want to go to therapy and talk to no white men that can't um, sympathize or understand where they're coming from. So do you know of any, um, like a list of um, black male therapists? Yeah, they have them online on Instagram too. There's there's black male therapists, absolutely. And I know of a few, but this is not a male dominated field. It's it's predominantly women, not just black women it's just predominantly women and most of it um social work is a white field there's very few there's black social workers don't get me wrong but it's predominantly white um social workers even when i was going to school i think i was like the only when i went for my masters i was like maybe one the one black person in the class Mm. so it's a predominantly white field but they are black therapists out there, definitely. But sometimes a white person can help you too from being yes, on the like I told you about my job. My second therapist was a white man that helped me. The black guy didn't help me. The white man helped me. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it's not about the color. It's about the fit and how they fit with you. Because I had a, a white uh, you know, person that helped me as well. It's all about the fit. Sorry, Ayana, you, you saying the politically correct word, Caucasian. I said the okay. white god. Yes, it was a Caucasian <laughs> therapist. <laughs> you make me sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just about the thing. I'm sorry, Caucasian people. If y'all listening. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 limit yourself saying you just want somebody of color. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Because right. yeah. my therapist was a white gay man and that was like the best therapist Show just pins her information for those who um i put it in to... zoom but it's okay i'll copy it and, and take it over okay all right guys so the show is over i'm hungry they eating all in front of me anyway behind me in the back <laughs> and i'm ready to eat so um 
It's past nine o'clock. I want to thank everybody that listens and chimed in. I want to thank all the ladies on the panel um, for coming in and sharing your story. And I will see you guys um, next. We did that on cue. Next, <laughs> next week, okay? And all those out here that want to tell anybody about the show who might have missed the show, they can go to the YouTube pages on the Sador Radio. And you can look up Uncensored and Thick Girls Radio that uh, that we were formerly known as Thick Girls Radio. So y'all can always check all the old shows out there. So everybody, good night. Good night. And good night. Well, enjoy the rest of y'all weekend. I'm about to eat. It's over. We got work tomorrow.